Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So is this week 17, 18? How far are we into this so far? You just counted the months at this point. I just, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I know, I, yeah. I'm like a month. No, I'm a month in. Month in, maybe like a week. I don't know. We still in this bitch, and there's mad people that's still not in this bitch. My mother-in-law just called me this morning telling me about what happened while she was out last night. I'm like, bruh, what what were you doing out? I just needed to go out. I was at the house where, you know, they be doing this stuff in this room, and then they be doing this over here. And I'm like, no. Why did you need to go anywhere? I was bored. I'm like, bruh, she one of them people that... He was staying in the house before the quarantine, but when you say that you gotta stay in the house, now she don't want to be in the house. She likes like, options. And I'm like, bro, like, as soon as they say you can't go out now, you just gotta be out. Yeah, I gotta see people. You ain't want to see people before. Like, you had zero interest in seeing people before. Now you gotta see them. I'm like, girl, you need to sit still. Then I tell AJ, like, your grandmother called. She was like, what'd she say? I'm like, she'll she call her. She was like, oh, okay. Like, she said she'd miss you. She's like, I miss her too. I'm like, yeah, but she keep going out. Oh, well, she gonna have to stop going out because I don't be around people who go out because the virus is out there. I'm like, you're right. You're right, AJ. Last night when I was going outside to 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 smoke, she stopped me. She's like, are you going outside? You going outside to smoke? And I was like, yeah. She was like, but you know the virus is outside, right? Like, bruh, I ain't gonna be around other people. Like, I'm going out by myself to the porch. Mm, I don't know. The virus is out there. Take your mask. You think she's starting to get a little scared or paranoid about going outside? No. I don't... Like, it's it's not... I don't think it's a paranoia. I think it's just concern. Yeah. She's not... She's so oddly immune to shit that it's just like, why are you so okay with that? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like a, I guess, like, she's not, 
she's not paranoid. Like, yeah, it's, it's a legit just concern. Because that was the first thing she said to her dad when he came. Like, you know, grandma keeps going out without a mask. He was like, well, how you know she keeps going out? He was like, she was like, well, she told mommy. So, okay, well, how you know she going out without a mask? She was like, well, she didn't say she had a mask. It's like, all right, this, you don't know if she had a mask or not. She was like, yeah, well, she needs a mask. And grandma doesn't seem like the type. Because she's not. <laughs> and my daughter acknowledges these things. But, yeah, I don't think it's a pair of Like, she's, she's oddly in tune with weird shit. Like, if I watch something odd and sci- sci-fi or she's oddly in tune with a lot of weird shit. Speaking of watch, I watched your Pay and Fall movie. Good. I didn't watch anything pretty much that... Well, you ain't really tell me to watch anything this week. But if I did the right, ghost that walks or whatever. The ghost who walks. Didn't make the list. That's alright. But I have a great amount of things to say. I took notes on my... Paper. I have a great amounts of things since we've been outside to see my dad. Ooh, thing. I wanna know. About black, black as fuck. I couldn't get past that first episode. I watched the whole thing. I enjoyed it, but I have a lot to say about it. I feel like it's retreaded territory for him, just now there's cursing involved. Mm-hmm. Are we jumping right in or was there something else you wanted to talk no, about? No, let's just that? go right into that. Unless you want to talk about Teddy Riley's over the top ass. I didn't watch yesterday. Because <laughs> I just, I had that feeling that my sister walked by. Cause my sister was all set up in the kitchen how I was when T-Pain and Lil John was going at it. Like, I had propped my phone up on the, uh, which, you know, you pull the cabinet, the drawer out from mm-hmm. the cabinet, the counter. Propped my phone in there, had my kitchen chair right in front of it, like I was ready. Phone was charged to the wall, I was prepared, and I, I mean, I enjoyed myself that night. So I'm like, oh, she about to have a great time, because, you know, this is her era, like, this is her shit. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to just let her have her moment, and I'll check in and check out. So she had walked by, and I was like, well, how's it going? And it was like 9.30 or something. And she was like, oh, you know how old people are. They have technical difficulties and shit. So that's when I tuned in. Um, and that's when I tuned in and I seen dude standing there like that. I caught that look and I said, oh, yeah, because you know when anybody stands with the hands on the hips like, nigga, mm-hmm. you something ain't going right. And then, like, I was looking around and I'm like, yeah, this nigga got, like, a whole production. Like, he got, like, a whole microphone. Like, is he performing or what? He just lip syncing. I didn't even see... I, when I tuned in, like, it, it was, I didn't even get to see that. It was just, you know, him sitting there frustrated, but he had just got finished doing whatever, whatever song he had played, just got finished playing. And it was about to be Babyface hurt. And I'm like, okay, so Babyface is just down here by himself in the corner, you know, quietly, patiently waiting. And I'm like, yo, why does he got so many people over there? Like, I was thinking maybe it's his eight kids, but I don't think those are his kids. It didn't, he, it wasn't necessary. I know that much. It wasn't necessary. Like, first of all, y'all supposed to be social distancing. Like, why? Okay. Ain't no nigga have a mask on. Not at all. But here's the thing. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> he knew he was about to lose. <clears throat> That's why he had to have all of those props and shit. People and things. He had to have a whole bunch of nouns around. 
Mm-hmm. You got your juice, I have my water because it's dry. But yeah, so and that I, I figured that was gonna be a flop, but I ain't really tuned in too much. I was playing Animal Crossing. They're gonna um, have around two on Monday, I think at eight o'clock. For some reason I just feel like Teddy will find a way to mess this up again. I know, I'm poor baby face. He just got over the coronavirus and he's yeah, just sitting there like... He probably didn't even want to do this shit. He probably was just sitting there like, you know, I just stopped coughing last week. I'm still tired. I'm still just out of breath from trying to breathe. And you want to call me for this? Alright, fine. I'll come off the throne real quick. He came off the throne and Teddy Riley came up with his jazz hands and his suit jackets and well, you know, that's a what leather jacket vibe. But Whatever, it's the sweater, the best thing. And he just came with a whole crew, and it was just not necessary. Babyface was like, "Nigga, I'm tired." <laughs> Babyface was happy as hell when that shit started echoing. He, <laughs> he was, was looking like, on I'm his phone. Man, I told y'all niggas I shouldn't do this. I should have got paid. Eventually, Teddy Riley wanted them to get paid, but then something. Well, that's another thing that I was reading. Was that, that was real? Like he really wanted. Somebody posted something that we give too much for free away for the coach, and Teddy Riley reposted it to his stories. Mm. But it's like both of them I mean, got catalog. Hard to see y'all play music that I already have. Please. And you're not singing live, you lip syncing, I'm good. I could watch you lip sync on the video and it'd be the same thing. No, I'm good. You bugging. Couldn't be me now. I mean, I mean about just charging for her concerts. Yeah, but I also I haven't seen it, but I also heard that like she's got like, you know, people on staff and like it's like a little production that goes on or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if that's the case, then I don't blame you. But if you just Sitting in front of your uh, your wall like Brandy in the nineties, just sitting up in your room singing a tune, <laughs> and you think I'm supposed to pay you for that? I mean, I might put something in the tip jar, but don't think there's gonna be some entrance fee. That ain't coming. You, y'all want you to pay ten dollars to come see me sing here? Wait, what is what's this ten dollars going to? Just for vocal, just on vocal labor strength. Period. Nah, you get five. You know what I mean? Like, you get, you get some. I'm not, no. You tried it. Mm-mm. Now, if you got backup singers and there's, like, a three-part harmony, you feel what I'm saying? And there's a breakdown with, like, some some guitar solos or something like that. Like, we working, working. Cool. We might could do something. But you just sitting there with a little tap, with a snap. Nah, that ain't. not cool. No, you can put your cash app at the bottom as a suggestion. You feel what I'm saying? That that's cool. I'm okay with that. You feel me? I drop a dollar twenty five in your cash app. But you telling me I gotta pay to get? No, nah, I'm good. No, nah, it's like Patreon. Like you take that there. I'm not doing. I'm not doing this shit on IG. IG free. IG making probably mad money off all these things. Oh, definitely. 400,000 people in there last night. Yeah, yeah, I saw that too. But isn't it like, well, from my understanding of what I was gathering from being nosy on the internet, some of the people who are having like high um, count 
high follower count in their lives were um, starting to be unable to add certain people, other like certain verified accounts or things like that. I don't know to what extent, but that just was starting to sound a little crazy, but... Well, I think the system isn't really made to do this type of thing, but they're using it because yeah, it's successful. I was thinking first. That, you know, first and foremost, this is like, think about how much work had to go into, like, expanding or making it possible for that many people in one room alone or on one, I don't, I don't know, the train of lies with their, you know, what, what, they're, what they consist of, but that, that had to be some kind of work to expand that, to expand the capacity for it. They got the server phones, they'll be alright. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they've been so far, so I ain't mad at them. I don't be seeing that many people in my lives, but to each his own. If you want to be out there living foul on other people's lives, then so fine. You know what I mean? We'll stop you. When I be on live giving y'all wisdom and knowledge, y'all just we want to dip with it out every now and then. I wish you would just record them, but you don't do that. Because it be moments, and people be missing the moments. Okay, then you have recording of the moment. Make a nice compilation. Once the moments pass, it's just it's better not to go back. I don't know. I don't be feeling like being on live. I don't be having nothing to really say anymore. That's another thing. You feeling that lack of stimulation too? Oh yeah. I'm feeling lack of everything. I'm not feeling motivated. I'm not feeling inspired. Like the burst of inspiration, it'll come in like really quick bursts. Like, oh, you feel inspired, but it's right as I'm about to do something. Like right now. I'm like, damn, I don't want to do this. No offense to everybody. I'm like, damn, I feel like doing shit. And as soon as I said, all right, let me go ahead and use the bathroom and I'm going to come here and record. As soon as I said that, what I've been thinking about for the last couple of days, it snapped in my head how to do it more efficiently. So now I'm like, dang, now I want to do that instead. You know what I mean? But then by the time we finish here, I'm not going to feel like doing shit. So it's like right back in the mode. So I'm sorry. No, no, it's not to be nothing to apologize about. This is just how I've been these last couple of days. It's boring. Like I'm not I don't know. I feel whenever I'm able to reach people and get reactions and feedback and interact and stuff like that, I, I feel accomplished. But I haven't felt motivated to do that. You know what I mean? So it's just like there's no feeling of accomplishment, but then there's also no motivation to feel accomplished. I get what you mean. Working from home, it's like what nobody's holding me accountable for anything. The stuff I'm doing is the shit that we always put off and we actually do have work, so it's like, the fuck am I putting all this time in for? Exactly. Exactly. Like, you start finding mad other reasons why you should be doing other things. And some of the other things just happen to be like shit, you know, like nothing. <laughs> like, there's many things that I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But then I'll look up and I'll be like, it was 5 o'clock. Bedtime going to be soon. Then about 8 o'clock coming, I'm like, oh, okay, this used to be my bedtime. But now, this is my pre-bedtime. Because it's like you ain't do like, shit all day, so you're not even really tired, exactly. tired. Exactly. So it's just like, well, I guess I could just sit here for three more hours doing nothing I don't know but then at the same time I'm not putting too much on myself because 
the things that you know what I mean I really want to do the things that I'm real passionate about things that make me feel motivated I don't have the access to right now because of quarantine like I want to build shit right now but I can't be out at Home Depot the way that I need to be you know what I mean measuring up wood and doing it like I don't want to be unnecessarily in there and then having to come back here, build, don't have no place to put whatever it is I want to build because we still trying to find out where we're moving to, so I don't want to fill up storage. Things like that. Like, it's just a lot in Who's my head. Who's moving where? Yeah, we're supposed to be um, moving, selling the house and moving, but we just got to find out where we're moving. Leaving yeah. Jersey moving or are you going to where? No, somewhere local. At this point, it's kind of like, and I know it's wrong to say, can we just let him die? Hmm, thank you. I mean, I won't say it, but I'll second it. I mean, they got enough masks out here. If people... I just feel like it's not fair to the people who are really trying. It's people that's really trying to take this serious. Not even take it serious, but really trying to, you know, be safe so that we can all get back in, into our regular routine, but then you get people who just don't care. Like, why are you, like, okay, we should not still be seeing quarantine parties. And people, oh, social distancing activities. And then it'll be like them and like five other people that they don't live with having a quarantine get together. It's like, social distancing doesn't mean come to my house and kick it. Social distancing means that I'm going to stay at my house and you stay at your house. And if you don't live here, you don't need to be here. Excuse me. They just be making me so mad with that. Because it's like... Some people... I be I really expected more from like, wow. You really showing how immature you still are. Mm-hmm. But then, it's like, okay, well... Maybe they won't sit still until it hits somebody that they care about. Not even so much as them. Because, you know, most of the people that's thinking this way is young. You know what I mean? You put relatively healthy immune systems, so it'll probably catch it, and it'll just be a bad cough, all that, that you know, hurt or whatever. But if somebody in their family catch it, and they really sitting by bedside, or you know, wanting to sit by bedside but can't, maybe then they'll have a change of heart and take it a little more serious. But it's like a fucked up thing to come out and say, like, well, I wish somebody that you was close to was experiencing that. You know what I mean? That's wish harm. I don't want to do that, but yeah, I take the low road. Would, so I'm really fine with saying that. Yeah, I wouldn't be too um, upset if, you know, the universe showed them something in a different manner. I'll say that. Because people starting to really lose their money out here. Like, that $1,200 check go fast. Hmm. Who are you telling? Hmm. Especially in Jersey. That's rent. <laughs> Pretty much. Rent and maybe like one or two bills, depending on the bill. A small bill. If you want to go food shopping, that pretty much shoots it up. Oh yeah, you go food shopping, that's it. That's it right there. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But what'd you do with your stimulus check spent on hoes? Did what? Spent it what? on what? <laughs> Let me tell you, I was bored enough to go on Tinder and, and deal with them. That. <laughs> Apparently, they sell something called the girlfriend experience, and if this lasts for two more months, the temptation might be there. Wait, wait they sell a girlfriend experience? Yeah, because that's apparently one of the package deals now. What the fuck is a girlfriend experience? Somebody nags you for like a couple hours? <laughs> I think it's more like that ideal romantic comedy version where they're actually like not getting on your nerves. So what comes in the girlfriend package? Everything that comes in the other package, but I guess to actually spend time with you and have conversation. Probably like how strippers do. At least how I'm told strippers do. Oh, is it all text messaging? In terms of, no, it would be breaking social distancing. That's what's part of it. And that's why I'm really like, y'all just risking it in so many areas. The STD part, because you don't know if these niggas is clean or not. Don't know if they clean or not. Then you got the social distancing thing. And at the same time, it's like, the possibility of getting scammed just seems so high. Do you pay through the platform itself or do you have to like set up a third party payment? The way yeah. that these homes have it set up, there is Zelly, PayPal, Cash App, some called Venmo. There was another one this that so was basically the money trading platforms. Hmm? Standard money trading platforms. Yeah. I guess. Hmm. That's funny. Well, I don't suggest you spend your money on these hoes, not these quarantine hoes. No. Anybody that desperate for money is probably dangerous. Mm, you talking about some we gonna break quarantine for the girlfriend experience. Mm, I got a whole nigga. I ain't break quarantine for this. Plus, what could show up is a nigga. Listen, you wanna put yourself at risk out there breathing that contaminated air? Don't, don't come over here breathing that on me, though. I'm not gonna pretend like I haven't picked up packages during this time, though. I've been spraying that, and that's another thing. Like we still get deli- like they're still getting mad packages delivered. I spray the bitches down before they come in the house, and I spray the handles that the uh, like the 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 handle to my porch. Mm-hmm. I spray that down with Lysol, spray the packages down, bring it in, and wash my hands again. I don't play that shit. And this is just like now, like I was never that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That super germaphobic like I mean I never like people coughing or sneezing or um, breathing like big groups of air on me or around me like that but now it's just like with the packages and stuff it's like yeah let me just better be safe than sorry because it measure I'll be that one package that I'll be like uh eh, it's not nothing to worry about that having on there so I'm gonna add some bullshit on there not worth it yeah when I was when I went to work Monday I think it was Monday night. My boss was showing me a video of how a cough or sneeze come out. I'm like, that's just disgusting. Mm, I think I've seen something like that too. Yeah, no, I'm good. Mm. I'm good. But I don't, and I already, like, that's why I'm like being around kids. Mm. Kids ain't nothing but petri dishes. Like, AJ, oh no, you need to put that in your here, do it here. 
No, not into your hand because you're going to touch something that I'm going to play with. And you think I want to be sick? I don't want to be sick. <laughs> <laughs> Tell them, baby. But yeah, like I know some kids, they just cough and they're, ah, ah. And you just be like, bruh, you didn't even try to cover your mouth. Like, you didn't even flinch your elbow a little like you was going. You, you ain't none of that. Like, that's just disgusting. Oh, man. Oh, kids are so fucking disgusting. Hmm. Let's switch it up to black as fuck. Oh, black as fuck. So, I couldn't stand Kenya Barris because he was too damn whiny, but did it get better in time? What, his, him being whiny? Like, do you call that, do you call that acting? Is that acting? Or is, what is, what it is was a, word? from the way I guess it was supposed to be, it's supposed to be a mockumentary type of thing. Okay, I was thinking, okay, so first I got Blackish. Well, I'm, you know how I feel about blackish. You love it. Blackish. So, I got blackish meets curb your enthusiasm meets um, HBO. HBO, as in there was a lot of unnecessary sex to compensate for something? No, just curse words. Being able to curse the platform. You know, being able to say shit that you want to say. Um, <coughs> would you when say in your Paris, go ahead I was about to say did you think this was a show that was worth that hundred million dollar deal he got that's what he got that's the deal he got for that show no I meant like his package deal for producing shows for Netflix is a hundred million dollars hmm. I mean don't get me wrong I, he's worth it I, I, I love him period like even in even in this long list of dislikes about the show, I still would watch Jesus. the show again. Well, let's, let's see this list, because you got it on two sides of this envelope. I love Blackish. <laughs> That's what it is. I love Blackish. So anything that is kind of like or sort of loosely based off, I'm going to highly critique it because Blackish is such a good fucking show. In my opinion, you know what I mean. Like I, I've I've seen every episode of Blackish, even ventured off and watched Grownish. I got to catch up on those episodes though, and then you know mixed this. Like I support all of his projects. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm I like the work that he makes. I like the way it makes me feel. I like where it resonates with me and, and like different parts of my life as a parent, as a child, as a daughter. You know what I mean? Things like that. So I really fuck with his work, mm-hmm. but. This one was a swing, and it was like a, you made it to the basis. You know what I'm saying? You you made it to the basis. You ain't like come knocking it out the field, but you you made it home. It, well, you ain't make it home on your home run. You made it home on somebody else's home run. That's how I feel about it. Like, it was a top shelf, great value version of blackish if that makes sense <clears throat> like like you got to be shelf, made it no like top shelf in that the 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 parallels of the way blackish is written um blackish was written and the way um black as fuck is written it's like dre's life in blackish is scaled down like, yeah, he's wealthy to be a black guy, but he's not as wealthy as Kenya's life is. 
and black as fuck. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? So some of the stuff that was written for Dre and some like you know in, in black ish is more relatable because their household isn't as bougie and stuck up as the household in black as fuck. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect it was easily like for me, they were more palatable. Um, the kids on black as fuck, I'm sorry. They didn't do it for me. They were just uh, too much. I feel like if they could take everything blackish from the show, take the whole cast, with the exception of Dion Cole, and it hurts me to say this because I really love Dion Cole. I am a Dion Cole fucking fan 20 plus years, okay? And I don't mean that he's been in the game 20 plus years. I mean, I've been a fan for 20 plus years, okay? But I would rather see the best friend character from Black as Fuck. I would rather see him play the best friend character in Blackish. Because Dion Cole in Blackish, the way they have that character written, like, I just, it, it just be too, like, you too stupid. You know what I mean? Like, like it's one thing to make you ditzy, but, like, they, they really be making you look like, and it, to me, it's not funny. But the way that they did it with the friend on Black as Fuck, if they would have that same writing style and that same um, delivery in Blackish, it would play better for me. But outside of that, you could take everybody on Black as Fuck and just wipe them out, except for the old, the the daughter who's doing a documentary. I think her name was Dre. Yeah, Dre. Except for her. I like her. You can keep her. Now, in total, I could sit there and watch the show. But in comparison to Blackish, the 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 daughter who's supposed to play Marce Martin, or the daughter who Marce's character is, uh, um, what's it called? What's the word I'm looking Akin for? Akin to? What? Akin to, like A K I N. No, similar. not kin. That means like family. Like, no, um, like similar. That the one that she's based off of. That's really what I was trying to say. The one that her character was based off of. Um. She 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 ain't bring it the way Marseille does. She ain't like the way they was like, oh yeah, she like she's scary. I'm terrified of her. I'm terrified of her, bro. She was just a rude ass little girl. Yeah, she was just a rude little girl. She wasn't Marseille. Marseille make you scared for real. Like you gonna say something to your daughter? No. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna say nothing either. No, no. I'm just I was just asking if you was gonna say something, I was gonna ask you to say something for me too. But if you ain't gonna say nothing, I'm gonna shut up too. Like, that's how Marseille character make you come off. Like, you could believe it from her. Like, yo, she really might cut you in the sleep. This other girl that they had playing her, she didn't seem mean at all. Matter of fact, what I was telling my sister, when it comes to the way the kids are, like, when they had kid scenes, the kid scenes reminded me of some shit off of Disney. So it's like, not in, like, one of them Disney newer kid shows like you know girl meets world one of them type of shows mm-hmm. like it had that type of vibe to it but the overall show outside of my kids you know what i'm saying for an average parent with a regular kid i wouldn't say oh you about to sit there and watch that with your family because of the language you mm-hmm. feel me like my kid she she used to shit like that but for an average kid so it's like what you're supposed to do when the kid seems when the parent scenes come up, you're supposed to tell your kid, all right, that's all you can watch from this episode. You know, you go ahead and leave out now. 
You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> the, the kids' scene should have been geared more toward the the comedic art, like the, the audience itself. So it seems like their geared audience was like, you know, older, not like young kids like that, mm-hmm. but like maybe like 18 and up to around our age, you know, family, black, black age, I don't know, black age, which is like, <laughs> you know, about 21 to about 50 some, you know what I'm saying? Black mm-hmm. age, that's black age, that's our youth and shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's geared toward the black youth, <laughs> you know, the black youth of the world, but it's just not like, like when they had the kids on the screen, I didn't find anything funny. Even when he was cussing them out. Nah, like, and that's another thing. I don't, like, I'm, I'm typically ignorant like that to where kids curse and be funny to me. You know what I mean? On TV, not in real life, though. But, like, even the way, like, the kids was just corny. And I had to go and see where them kids was. The son is um from the show Marlon. It's the same son from Marlon. And he, him and that, that character... Like, nah, they was trying to see it's I can't say that they was trying to because the the way the shows are, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Blackish is based off of Kenya Barris's real life and black as fuck is supposed to be closely er <laughs> based off of his life. <laughs> um so it's like the imitation of in the real life, but so it's like when I say fake junior, it's the black as fuck junior, but mm-hmm. he's supposed to be, you know, sensitive like junior is. And it's just like, nah, y'all, y'all are like, this is what I said on Twitter. I said, watching black as fuck is like watching light skin Aunt Viv audition for dark skin Aunt Viv role. Damn. Damn. Like it was, but it just ain't the same. There it is. Like it, it's it, it'll do. You can bring it to the table, but it ain't gonna have that same seasoning. That's how I felt. Even Rashida Jones as a uh, Rainbow, she and it was crazy because the style and everything down to the way she dressed and you know tried to style her hair wasn't Tracy. You ain't have that same bop Tracy has. You know what I'm saying? Like. It looked like it was kind of forced on you, whereas Tracy is just like, yeah, I grew up half white, but I'm still a nigga. I still <laughs> rap Jay-Z on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where it just, everything was just, mm. it was enjoyable because I think Kenya Barris is a good writer. I enjoy the way he writes his shows and the way it's structured. But, but in saying that, too, it was also extremely repetitive. Anyone who's watched Blackish, like, and you know, has really like watched it, like, oh, this is mm-hmm. my show. You see, like, the chain thing that went on a little bit longer than I would have liked because we already experienced all of those scenes when you wrote it for Blackish. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the points that you were making are the same point. The same point you made in Blackish are the same point you make it now. You just have a, a couple of more spaces to curse. And it was like, okay, well, you should have brought some new points with the June, um, the Juneteenth episode. Same thing. You didn't really incorporate any new points or any new style of telling the same story. You just came with the same story and sprinkled on a few fucks and bitches. Well, I don't think we said bitches, but and a few dudes, and that was that. 
You know what I mean? Like, I enjoyed it, but in comparison to what it was supposed to be, like going up against Blackish, even the characters, like it's just with Blackish, everybody owns that role now. You feel what I'm saying? And I was looking at it like, you know, not for nothing, Kenya Barris. You're really bad at playing yourself. You just need to let Anthony do it. <laughs> I don't know why he was an actor in this. Is this just so he could have further ownership? Maybe trying something new. When you got money to just blow and, and you know, I'm just try I don't know, maybe. So I don't know. But I really feel like he was trying to do like a Curb Your Enthusiasm-esque show, <laughs> which... I liked where he was going with it. It's just the stories and the characters. You know what I'm saying? Rashida, not in that in that role. Like, I didn't look at her as Rainbow. Like, as, you know... Like, I looked at her as, like, a great value version of Tracy Ellis Ross. You know what I'm saying? But that didn't mean that she didn't do good. It was still... <laughs> It was still enjoyable, okay? <laughs> I told you, Tracy raps Jay-Z on the weekend. She is, she one of us, okay? But Rashida, like, you seen on Twitter, they're like, oh, I didn't even know she was a, a black woman. I didn't know. Like, first of all, that's why y'all don't know y'all culture, because y'all should know how, you know. Anytime you see Quincy, he's usually with her. That's the only exactly. daughter we ever see. Exactly. Like, but the whole, you know, her playing the role, she did a good job of playing the role. She just wasn't Tracy. It was just like a well, if Blackish isn't on, I'll watch this in the meantime. You know what I'm saying? Like to try to get me close to. It's like oh, I ain't got no real good weed to smoke. All right, I'll smoke this mid for right now because it'll get me. It'll get me high. It just won't get me that good high that I like. It won't be like oh, I'm, I'm I'm jumping on the clouds today. It'll just be like yeah, I'm walking past them briefly. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. that. <laughs> I know you're like no, I don't know, bitch. But I really don't. Like, it, it'll, it'll get me to the same level of like I'll laugh. It might not be like one of them grab your gut laughs, but it'll be like okay, that's fine. Because hmm. even like they tried to like just oh, they tried it with the characters. Like all right, grandfather that they used in the um, they had an episode where um Rainbow felt like. The kids wasn't black enough, so she wanted to have a cookout with just Kenya's family, his because you know his family's all black. So that's when we get an introduction to his father, who in Blackish is Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. So in this show, it's one of the, the the fathers he played in, like them old, um, not Bounce, like TV One shows. What TV One show was that actually? Risha Webb was in it too. I think with Tatiana Ali. Is it ringing the bell? No. You remember I didn't watch this whole thing. I know, but I'm trying to get you to remember the guy. Like, I guess the only thing I could think of, because he'd be playing in, like, them, like, not Tyler Perry movies, but them other black produced uh, films. Pops Barris. What was his name? In what? In the show, because I'm on um, IMDb. Uh, his father. (laughs) (laughs) That helps so much. (laughs) Who are all these people's MacWap? There was somebody named MacWap on this show? Oh, I don't know, nigga. Let me see. 
older white woman, Tashina, not played by Tashina Arnold, so that was a waste. Ooh. Will Packer, director, Tyler Perry's on. Oh, that's Grandpa Bess, Phil Morris. Yeah. He looks familiar. Because he played in like Mad Black Productions. What do I know him from, though? Because all he's done is like voice acting for Mad Long now. I don't know. Well, yeah. He, he was, was on Blackish, out. too. He played somebody named Frank Duckworth. I don't know. But yeah, so he doesn't do, he doesn't play the, the role as well as Lawrence Fishburne does. Then, do you remember Half and Half? Vaguely. With, uh, what was her? Essence, Essence something? Essence Atkins. Yeah, with her and the other girl with the um, natural hair that played Mona. The Tracy Toms. Okay, yeah. So Big D on that show plays uh, Jennifer Lewis's role in Blackish, which is the grandma. That just seems so wrong in so many ways. Exactly, and I'm like, and that's another thing. I'm a super huge fan of the people who are on Blackish. You know what I'm saying? Me and Jennifer Lewis, I've loved her my whole life. Okay. So when I see somebody else trying to play the same role, like I said, sit down, like Aunt Viv. They couldn't okay. get Jackie Harry or somebody like that. She was in there. <laughs> no, it wasn't Jackie. It wasn't Jackie. Stop it. It wasn't Jackie. It was the other one that looked like her. Her friend twin. Um, Kim, uh, Kim Whitfield. I thought it was Kim Fields. Whatever. <laughs> Damn, whatever. Let me go with that. I feel like her last name is Whitfield, but it probably is Fields. The only Whitfield I know is Lynn Whitfield, and then it's the one. No, you wrong. Kim Fields is from Living Single. There's too many damn Kims, okay? I was right. Kim Whitfield. Let me double check. Come on, Lou. It's okay because your video froze again. It's because I'm jumping in and out of the chat. But yeah, anyways, she was in it as one of the aunts. But it just was like, the way that they were adding, like, it just, it was like a high, a a top shelf great value. Meaning, like, it was really bougie and really, like, you could tell they had money to put it together. They had a lot of fancy cars. Like, the the episodes that Dre would typically spend talking about how he has a little bit of guilt of being successful. Mm -hmm. Kim's level of success was just, like, it was, like, different. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, it was just, it was, like, a a great value, an expensive great value version. Like, it costs more than a regular, it's like an upsold great value version. That sucks. Yeah, it does. But if they come out with another season, I won't lie, I'll watch it again. As long as Blackish isn't on, so you can compare them to? I mean, I'm going to compare them regardless because Aunt Viv. Light skin on Viv, dark skin on Viv. Well, I wouldn't stop watching the Fresh Prince just because she switched. You feel what I'm saying? I noticed the difference. It, it felt a little different, but I still enjoyed the other people around it. You feel what I'm saying? So it's like. I like the stories that they were able to tell because of the freedom of being on Netflix. It's just I wish that my my originals would have told it. Mm-hmm. 
but did, it was cool. Did you get a chance to watch Unorthodox? Sure didn't. This hurts mm. my feelings. What about Insecure? Oh, of course. Of course I watched it. There we go. Lisa has matured so much, honey, because baby, hmm, what you think? I feel like Molly <clears throat> is one of them type of people in your life where they only feel good about themselves if they can compare how good their life is compared to yours. Mm-hmm. I agree. And I think at this point, Issa... <clears throat> I think the problem with Issa is she always kind of lacked drive, but good things still was able to happen to her to at least keep her on a baseline. So that if she's mm-hmm. actually put an initiative into a lap, more good things are coming into it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I think... I feel like Molly, based off of how she used to be with her little checkbox thing, she clicked all those checks and she's not getting what she thinks she should. So now she feels like anytime things not going her way, she needs to just blow it all up and start over again. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that, that I think that Molly spent so much time with you know how things should be for her like oh I need this this needs to be like this this needs to be like that in order for me to be happy and she's got everything in order in order for her to be happy and she's still not happy so she comes off real bitter the second that like you said something doesn't go her way it's like this bitterness that she just throws at the first person who gives a fuck about her a soul fuck about her which would be Issa so it's like Issa's having this good moment and you, oh, I need to talk to you because my world just shattered because he said he's dating other people and I thought I was the only one. I need you to take your good moment right now and make it about me and my bad moment and bring me out of it instead of me being a good supportive friend to you and saying, you know what, this can wait. I'm here to celebrate and help you. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And at the end of the night, instead of just, you know, I'm proud of you, you know, I'm so happy for you, blah, blah, blah. She ready to be upset and start showing jealousy toward Condola. Inc- That's going to be a real problem. The, je- the, the jealousy and the friendship as- aspect. But it's going to be Molly bringing it on herself because when you treat somebody a certain way, when, like, you can't even... Issa worked really, really hard for this, right? Mm-hmm. You can't even give her a moment to just be happy for her. Because your world isn't what you need it to be right now. So that's going to come back and it's going to push her away. You know what I mean? It's going to make Issa be like, all right, well, you know, instead of me being in a rush to share with you, you're probably going to shit on my dreams anyway. So I'm going to keep it to myself and share it with Condola, who seems a little bit more, at the time, who seemed a little more um, encouraging. Yeah. And still, you know, next, uh, tonight's episode, they still speaking to each other so we get to see if they're gonna continue to have like a friendish you know I don't want to say friendship but you know mm-hmm. if they're gonna be maintain interaction I mean the season started <clears throat> with her saying that she don't fuck with Molly no more so right and what? I mean I don't, I don't blame her that type of friend can be draining it can be a draining mm-hmm. Why I be standing myself? Because I know sometimes I be toxic just like me, just like Molly. And whenever I notice that my, like, if I'm watching, I be like, mm-hmm. I see what you're doing, Molly, or I agree. Yeah. But usually I get annoyed knowing that, you know what I mean? Like, you know what you say you project? Instead of me projecting, like, I'll see it in somebody else and be like, mm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you, Issa. Like, I'm, that, that, that was fucked up. 
And it helps me, like, be better. If I choose to be better, but... <laughs> um... And then I, I really low-key hope her and Lawrence get back together. Like, no. They're never going to be back together just because I want them to be back together. Um, I don't want him and Condola to work out. If he going to date, like, because that's too triggering for me. If he going to date, he need to date somebody that we don't know. We didn't know Condola until last season. Okay, well, we know her now. <laughs> what, you prefer <laughs> him having that freaking weird-ass threesome with those two white girls? Like we we know her now, and she's got to um, she's got to make a choice, and you got to stick with girl power. So you got to be my friend and, and break up with him, but understand that me and him still may get back together, and you got to be okay with that. That would be the most terrible combination, because I don't know if he really grew all that much, or he just learned he couldn't get away with certain shit anymore. I think he I think he grew. I think he's grown, but I don't feel like we've seen a great deal of him in like the last season to get an idea of which direction he's grown. All I know is I've been watching some of the old episodes and I can't forget for how he played Tasha. Fuck Tasha. You don't enjoy the whole home girl from the bank? Nope. Nope. He should have forgave Issa. She made one mistake. <laughs> Niggas, niggas do it all the time, bro. Niggas do it all the time. I swear they do it all the time, bro. Boucher mean nothing to me. I, you wasn't even like giving me nothing. Like you wasn't even being there for me. Okay, bro. We make one mistake. That's it for a click, click. She dead to me. She's dead. She looked at some other nigga. She's a horse. She needs to die. Like whoa, wait, bro. We can work this out. You just did the same thing. And you said, boo, she ain't even mean nothing. I'm telling you right now, boo, he ain't even mean nothing. Nope. Nope. You a whore. You a whore. That's how it is. It's not fair, bro. Nope. He was supposed to forgive her. You know what, Ish, you right. I ain't been being the hundred, and you ain't been being the hundred, but let's take our fifties and let's make them a hundred now. And then they go, and then they work it out. No, he want to leave that dusty, dingy-ass Best Buy shirt with the sweat stains in the armpits. Get the fuck out of here. You wasn't working hard. You was just hot. But they made each other stagnant for so long. Like, who together for five years and that's what comes of it? Okay, so you said they made each other stagnant. Yeah. Like, they both got so damn comfortable that neither one of them were able to progress in life. Because they enabled the worst out of each other. They was young. They needed time to grow. They grew And now they need to get back together and try it again. Does this relationship trigger you or something? It does. I don't know why. Like, I really like them together. And I was really, like, emotional. Like, with Dora. That's why I won't go back and watch certain episodes. It's like another version. It's like my adult life version of the game. Like, it was... Derwin should have never did that to Melody. Not with no damn Drew Sedora, whore-ass bitch. Like, I still get triggered by these things. Hold <laughs> a whore-ass bitch. <laughs> okay. well, yeah, maybe that's what it is. But I don't I don't want to see Lawrence. I don't... Because if, if, if I was to ever be out of my relationship, I don't want to know who the chick that you're dealing with. I don't want to know her. I don't want to already know her or... 
even in an Easter situation, meet her separately. And then us, because I've been there before, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I've had a situation like that before in my life. And that shit, it was awkward. It was awkward. It caused drama. Like, I mean, I was young, so I was suited up with the bullshit. I was with everything petty that you wanted to be with. I was right there with you. And it was awkward because of the situation in which I had to see the young lady. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen the young lady regularly, and we happened to meet up at this place to go see um, a guy. Like, she's like, yeah, I'm about to go check this dude that I kick it with, watch him play basketball. I'm like, all right, bet, I'm going to go with you. We get there, I see my dude that I kick it with. I'm like, yo, yo, what's up? She looking all awkward because it turns out she was coming to see the same dude. Right. Right. But again, like I said, this was when I was younger. So, like, my level of petty was different. I wasn't mature enough to just be like, yeah. Like, I was mature enough to say, like, here, I'll walk away from this situation and whatever because, you know, that that's just what it is. I'll just go ahead. Because it mean more for her to win that than it was for me. I didn't. That, right, we was young, and that's what girls that like girls are always about. It's always about competition with girls. It, it, it's really fucking sad. It's really sad. Was he she, at least a good dude or something outside of no, him? He wasn't even all that. Mm-mm. And this is the thing. He was he was halfway decent to me because there was so much history there. And when there's a situation where you're dealing with history, you always kind of feel a little more threatened or a little more needing to piss on the fire hydrant. So it was like, oh, you know his family, like you you cool with, you know, everybody in his family, like y'all are like this because we've been like that for years. So she felt the need to one-up me and to prove that she was one-upping me type thing, if that makes any sense. So, you know, she moved him in, started taking care of him. He's the type of dude what? <laughs> what part of the game is this? All right, well, I'll take some keys. Sure, I can leave my toothbrush here and some boxers. All right, that's cool. I'll leave an extra pair of Tim's here too. You know what I'm saying? Like he's one of them type of niggas. Like, all right, well, I ain't going. I ain't going not let you invite me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going not let you bring me a plate if you offer a plate type thing like that. So she wanted that so badly. That's all right. You could have it. But it wasn't until it was a matter of, like, you can have it, but now you trying to throw it in my face that you got it as if I was the reason that it came so easy to you. You feel what I'm saying? If that makes sense. It was like, it was like, it was like, you know, like, I'm with him. I'm like, you you mad because I'm with him. You mad because I like, she wanted that type of dynamic, Uh but I really, it wasn't. It, for me, it wasn't a I'm mad that you with him because I've been doing this for so many years that it's like, if I wanted that back, I don't need to really do anything but say, like, yo, I want that back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was trying to be humble and just be like, yo, go ahead. Like, that's your man. You got him. Go ahead. That's your man. You got him. But it was just kind of like a, a lot of throwing it in the face. And then I guess finally it just was a little too much thrown in the face. Again, I said I was younger. I was different then, okay? Mm-hmm. But you're not going to keep telling me what's yours and what I can't have and expect me to just be like, you're right. So I took it back. 
and I recorded it. And I made sure that it made its way where it needed to be. You took it back and recorded it? To remind to remind this young lady that you need to humble yourself. And just because it's yours doesn't mean that it's yours. What was recorded? Me taking back her stuff. Okay. Leave it at I that. From Bree back then, I told you. <clears throat> Too much salt in my diet. But you know what? I'll tell you, that's what I, like karma is a bitch. Well, karma will make her way around in, in its form. Because while I don't think that I did something wrong, I felt like it was well. You know what? I'm not gonna say that. I feel like I did something wrong, but I felt like it was well deserved. Mm-hmm. I feel like at some point or another, even though I felt satisfaction in, in, in what unfolded, at some point or another down the line, like karma got me back in a different way. It was just like, oh, okay, you know, because you hit your road of bad shit. So I'm gonna just assume that okay, like that was karma. Yeah, that this is my list of bad shit that I've done that I felt justified, but I was just like, all right, I'm gonna take that. And then this is the list of things when it starts happening, you just line it up like, okay, yeah, right here makes sense. Okay. And I'm assuming for movies, you didn't get to watch anything. I watched stuff, but probably nothing that was on the list of what you said to watch. Not you even sealing the speeds. I started watching it, but it was not catching me. I kept rewinding it back and still was just like this white, angry white girl yelling every time I stopped and pressed play. Angry white girl yelling, and I was like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I actually finished it, but it took me a while. I am. No, you were saying something? No, I said it wasn't catching me. So, what you thought about it? I appreciated the fact that it had a non-ambiguous black girl as its lead. What she played in? She plays in um. She's in Greenleaf. I was about to say that as the the, the Zora, Zora gets beat on, right? Yes, her name is Zora. Right. <laughs> so yeah, well, that's who played right. who played the lead, and I like the fact that it. It had an approach to blackness that wasn't like, you know, hip-hop poster and playing rap music in the background, but it was based off of the way she did her hair, how there was a presentation of being twice as good involved, and also how you notice how most of the black and brown people stuck together, even if they wasn't necessarily in the same faction. Hmm. And also the fact that she, as a black woman, she took care of her people, even when in the case of Maxie, they were fucking up. Hmm. I ain't getting none of that from that. Well, that's because it's one of those things where unless you, like, really want to look too deep into it. Because if you made any of those characters a different race, it would just be a shitty-ass, overly privileged people doing bad things type of thing. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean there. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I had, and then I kind of, like, had it hyped up in my head that it was going to be better than what it was. I think... Or it was going to touch me, like... Oh, yeah, today's Friday. That movie comes out. You know, watching, I just was like, I don't know what I was thinking. And it didn't catch me so much to the point where I really don't. I know what goes on because I had to read about it online, but it just wasn't like, 
Like I said, angry white women yelling every time. There was just one white girl. <laughs> That's the she only one. Angry every time you saw her ass. Well, in her defense, one of her people became a... I kind of keep getting weirded out by the fact that she calls a group spades when that's a racial term, but I'm going to let that go. Mm. But anywho, one of her people of her group, the Bobbies, became a spade, and then Sela threw that girl under the bus. So that's why that white girl is angry. Mm. Now, I don't know who... The girl's name was Tila, so I can't tell you what color she might have been, but she mm. got drugged and Sela let her get expelled. Mm. Well, if she wasn't black, oh well. Sila, <laughs> don't play when you fan her position. Well, I mean, I guess so. It just, I don't know. And it's, it's crazy because I usually am really into like teenage, juvenile, young adult type of uh, fiction and, and movies. Like, that's mm-hmm. my jam right there. This one just didn't do it for me. Mm. I played it all the way through, though. I just played Animal Crossing all the way through it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Since apparently we both watched this now, Paid in Full. I love Paid in Full. I'm trying to understand, like, when did did this come out? Because I know Dead Presidents and a bunch of movies like that, but Paid in Full... Paid in Full was out 2002. The movie came out 2002. Oh... So I'm like, this looked like a full-ass 90s movie, but why don't I remember it? Like, what? where was this between Juice and the rest of them? And then I, but then you said 2002. It came out like early 90s. I know. This looked like an early-ass 90s movie. They was talking movie. about the crack epidemic and everything. Yeah, because it took place in the 80s. It was a real, it's based off of a real story. Oh. Yeah. They just changed the name. So it's based off of three dudes from um, Harlem. Yeah, from Harlem. And Rico in the movie, his name in the in real life was like Alpo or something. It was Alpo. I thought and that was Big Tigger. Who? That wasn't Big Tigger? The dude who played no, Rico? I thought it was Big Tigger. You know from... Um, What's that? From One and Six in Park. Yeah, that's Big Tigger. Okay. No, I'm talking about in real life. The guy. Oh. Yeah, okay. So Rich Porter is Money Making Mitch. And Alpo is Rico. And I don't don't remember what the guy who played Ace is. Don't have it right. But yeah, it's a real story. It's based on a real story, all of that. What are you doing? That's my movie, bro. That, that movie, I don't know why, it just gives me, it just makes me feel at home. It's so weird, I know. Wood Harris is the person who played Ace. What happened to Wood yeah, Harris? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm talking about who Ace was based off of. Um, I keep forgetting to mean that. I just, I don't know. I think it. I think that movie really represents the shift where it went from like good urban movies to was like starting to like the era was ending. Because mm. I'm barely for some reason I remember watching Billy when I was ten at my brother's house. 
and juice and all that. Those you had that strong gangster vibe. With this one, it kind of felt like we're starting to get too old for this shit. We need to move on. Not just as characters, but as a genre. That's definitely pretty much the story where Regina King said, I just want to be born with you. What got you into this movie of all things? I don't know. I was young. I was young and I would watch it when I was down south and it would make me feel like home. And then when I got older and I started actually paying attention to the story of it, Mm. I started to respect it more. And then when I got even older and started looking back at it like, oh, shit, I forgot this person was in this movie. I forgot Martinez was in this. Or I forgot, you know, little little parts of it that just really, it's just, for me, like, it's the hood. Like, it's niggas that I see when I go to the corner store. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it just, it felt like home. Like, when you see niggas, standing around talking about oh no this is exactly how it's like that's real shit that's really how it was back then you know what i'm saying like it's really whenever i'd have you know 50 cent i'd go to the corner store get me two bags of chips like that's really what you would see on the block like so it just it makes you feel for me it was just nostalgic this makes you want to get a black cherry cnc cola Mm -hmm. you could you would get a black cherry and then you would get maybe like some sunflower seeds and a bag of chips and that was your dollar right there. Oh, and that big ass icy that was like twenty five fifty cents. No, it was twenty five cents. Now they thirty five cents trying to raise it up in the hood. Fuck wrong with y'all. Who the hell got thirty five cents? Who got dollars? Exactly. 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 You're supposed to have something that you can chuck a dollar for. Like you're supposed to be able to pop it and you put the dollar while somebody else is counting they change in front of you, slide the dollar down, and you take your four, you walk out. You know supposed to pop it? Let me get that dime back? No. Like, what the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> Which leads us into uh, getting in depth with your topic. When it comes to, since you're moving, you've lived in the hood all your life, and you also live in the suburbs, have you ever thought about, later on in life, moving to a suburban area where it's kind of, where some of the yeah, stuff... Yeah, my, my dream house, I want my dream house in Georgia. Because you get a lot of space for a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. I want like a really big, big old house where I could fit everybody. Your because, mom, your dad, sister. Yeah, they don't gotta live with me, but if they want to come and, and and you know what I mean, like I like having people close. So like I would either like get like a big house down there or buy like um, Cardi B and Offset, one of the um, in the town that I lived in when I was down there. They bought like that whole little like cul-de-sac, like it's like five or six houses. They bought them all. Like I would do some shit like that, but yeah, no, nah, I don't. As much as I love the hood, I understand elevation. I understand growth. So right now, where I love where I live, but we need more space. You know what I'm saying? And it's only gonna be niggas is only gonna get bigger from here. AJ only gonna get bigger from here. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. life is only going to keep happening. So it's like, nah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to raising AJ down south, down south. Amir loved it when we were down there. But, you know, even now, when we move, like right now, when we move from this house, we move into another family house. But then from there, 
well, me and Anna are going to be moving into our own home once we figure out where we want to want to stay up here and go back down south or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, it's, you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with leaving the hood. My thing is, I just, I don't want to leave the hood and not have access back to where I'm familiar. Because it's my comfort. But, I guess I keep thinking about that. What's the dude's name who got shot for going back in the hood? And almost everybody goes back in the hood. The one who was married to Lauren London. You talk about Nipsey. Baby he didn't God. go back to the hood. Like he owned that where he got shot at. He owned that 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 mall strip. He owned that. Mm-hmm. So isn't there kind of like this? I guess what I'm trying to get to is because we talked about finishing the Alchemist before. Not in the podcast, but on text. And I mm-hmm. guess I'm trying to figure out is when you get to the point where you can buy sex and all that, what does mm-hmm. the hood become once you take your money, your knowledge and all that out of it? And should you go back? Should you reinvest? Or should you just consider that a if chapter I, closed? If I had the opportunity to, I would stay in the hood. That's like, this is where I'm from. It's just like, okay, if I get out and and I get away from here, I, it, don't, it don't mean nothing. If I'm just if I'm just able to get away from here, if that doesn't. Yeah, okay, my kids is good, but there's other kids just like me that's going through exactly what I went through. You feel what I'm saying? But that's not just here, because not for nothing. Like my life in North Carolina was environmentally, it was easier, but going like where I was made it easy. Like I wasn't at I wasn't in harm's way mm-hmm. in the same ways that I am being up here. Like when I got up here, that first summer I was up here, or like mm, second summer I was up here. First summer, second summer I was up here. I started working, and I'm coming home from work from you know walking off the bus stop, seeing people get shot. You feel what I'm saying? So that was like a you know that environment was like hard. It, it was a, a harder one to be in, but. The effect of me seeing, you know, seeing those things happen is different from the environment and the effect of the environments of which I grew up in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Like, even though I wasn't in the hood in North Carolina, it, it, the effects of it was still traumatic. You know, and I, I still carry certain triggers with me from that lifestyle, even though it wasn't in the hood, even though there wasn't people getting shot, you know what I'm saying? There's still other things that had me like, mm, you know, that that was a hard pill to swallow. So it's not necessarily about getting out the hood. I would go somewhere where my money can get me more. Mm-hmm. That's that where the location-wise comes in. If, if Atlanta says, we're going to give you this big-ass mansion for 300000 well, bitch, give me that big-ass mansion for 300000 That's one less thing I don't have to worry about now I got space for my family you know I got space for it my people need so those are things checked off the list now I can focus more on what I can do for bringing it back to my community you feel what I'm saying mm-hmm. Did you... like wherever I go like Nork is always going to be Nork Nork is where I come from Nork is what really brought me up it's really like you know what I'm saying shaped me into who I am so if I have the opportunity to yeah the first thing I'm going to do is fucking put some fucking um community centers and some after school hangout spots and shit like that in the hood you know try to better it up for, the, for people try to do it before the white people can do it for them you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so white people do it now we're not welcomed now we're supposed to go this is our home 
So yeah, it's not about leaving the hood to not come back. That's why I say I wouldn't mind being anywhere in the world as long as I still got access to make it home. Did you? How did you handle that kind of trauma? Did you just numb yourself up and then are you still kind of in that numb mindset or have you kind of iced out of it by now? What? Well, if you've seen people getting shot and you had your story about the hair thing one or two podcasts ago, how do you handle that trauma and process it and not have it numb you up to people and experiences? Wait, what'd you say? What happened? Remember you talking about you went over somebody's house and they were making comments about your hair or something? Oh, that little white girl, yes. I think her name was like Stephanie or something. She had braces, little ugly ass. She had like a little, uh, let me not go in on her. Um, <laughs> you already did. So I'm just trying to figure out, because when it came to me and Newark, I wasn't really allowed to go outside, so a lot of this stuff I knew was happening, because the quote-unquote fireworks that were going off. Mm-hmm. But... I didn't have to get numb to the fact that people getting shot and all that. I was told, like, my family members were drug addicts, but it's not like I ever saw them shoot up or anything. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, I'm just trying to understand since I lived around, what was it? I was around a corner from West Side, and then I was at Littleton at one time. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like I was, like, hood adjacent. I was... Kind of in yeah, there. Yeah, it was in there. But at that the same time, very much shielded, but you were exposed to it. So I'm just trying to understand what is that life like outside of stuff like we see in paid in full. Because you said it's very similar, but how do you process that? For me, I'm always more comfortable with my people, period. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I'm always going to feel a little more comfortable with my people. So even... If, you know, it's one of them situations where my people ain't acting right, if you, if I'm wondering about comfort-wise, not like, you know, physical safety, but physical comfort and, and, and mental comfort, I'm always going to feel more relatable to my people because there's a struggle that, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, with that girl, where her grandparents were saying those things, now I look back and I feel embarrassed because I didn't catch it in those moments, you know what I mean? I didn't catch it in the same way that I do now as an adult. And that sticks with me harder than, you know, me seeing somebody busting off a gun because when I seen it, it wasn't, I don't know. Did you just disconnect? I didn't feel feel like I was in imminent danger. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I knew what to do in that situation. So it, I didn't feel a panic. Whereas when I think about those situations when, you know, when you facing those type of being the only black person around a bunch of white people, the effects of it, I, I see that more long term than I do when I seen somebody, you know, when I seen a little shootout or whatever, those things. Like... Because, yeah, I've seen those things, but like I said, I've I've known how to maneuver in those situations, so there isn't any, like, great deal. Like, I mean, there's excitement, there's adrenaline, there's, you know, concern, but it's not anything that I'm not, like, I can't think straight because I don't know what's going on type thing. I can identify what's happening and move how I would need to move 
from what I've experienced before. But when I'm around a group of white people, I'm uncomfortable. Who taught you like, how to maneuver, though? Common sense, really. I like common sense. Um... I mean, if you see somebody shooting, what you gonna just stand there and wave at them? I wouldn't even know which way to go to know where the sound's coming from. Yeah, no, there was one time, funny, quick story. Um, you see how my porch is when you walk up, right? Mm-hmm. So we put out there on the stairs. And one day, um, this is one of them summers I had just moved back. And there was like, there had been this big beef growing with some kids up at Ivy Hill area and some dudes in our area but like the younger version like the younger kids like you know my between my age and maybe 20-ish at the time I was probably like 14 15-ish so it was like some beef that was brewing so some kids had stole a car and they came through the sidewalk and they seen all the kids from Ivy Hill all the kids from Ivy Hill was coming down so that they could beat up the kids in in my neighborhood or whatever. So all the kids in my neighborhood knew that, so they stole stole the car, and they came back around and started, you know, they bust off some shots. They did a drive-by right here at the, um, by the stop sign, right? Me and my sister was outside, and she's standing on the top stair, and I was, like, down and like you know how you walk down the stairs and then you, there's a little walkway to my gate. Mm-hmm. So I'm down by my gate, so I seen them pull up. I seen all the kids and I seen them start shooting or whatever. So I turned around and my sister, she like this. What, what am I doing? What am I doing? I said, "Bitch, get down!" Well, I was just starting to be allowed to curse. I'm like, "Bitch, get down!" Like, what the fuck do you not know what to do? Because she's standing at the top of stair. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Like, get down. But it's just one of them you know, common sense things. And I guess maybe from watching certain movies, maybe from playing violent video games, maybe from reading a bunch of like, you know, everybody now, um, a lot of black women now, they read like the, uh, the thug books, like the, I call it hood literature, (laughs) but no, like I stopped reading those, um, like, like my sophomore year because matter of fact, yeah, I stopped reading those my sophomore year when I came up here because the stories in those books was I, I was seeing them regularly, so it was like I don't need to read the, about it to escape now. So I went through the whole let me read the Black Hood novel books and stuff. I did that shit in middle school. So like in middle school, my favorite book was um, Every Thug Needs a Lady. That there was a series of that. Every Thug Park. Needs a Lady. Yes. What kind of Jaru song were you listening to me? It was all like that. Like when I and I say I can't go back and read it now, but like my sister, she still reads books like that and stuff. I can't do it now because it's just so terrible. Like you just girl, no. No, you don't need no fucking thug. This nigga you know what I mean? Like it just made certain shit just seem I don't know. So for me it just was common nature when I seen them type of situations happen. Like, you just kind of know how to move. And I'm always thinking smart. Like, I'm always, I've always been that way. Like, I don't just, if we sit in somewhere, I don't just sit and start getting comfortable. Like, I'm always alert and looking and, you know, wondering where my exits are and watching who's coming in and who's going type thing. Is that stressful? Mm-mm. Because I'm naturally nosy. 
Yeah, but it also sounds like you're on high alert no matter where you are. No, it's it's not so much high alert because, for one, I've been doing it for so long that it's just now second nature and now it's comforting. I want to be able to be comfortable, but I'm not going to be comfortable unless I know what's going on. So, whereas you get some people who just walk in and they sit back and they don't have a clue as to, you know, what's moving over here. I'm not, I don't, I don't like that. I like to be, I like to know what's going on so that I can loosen up and relax. Uh, you're not about to just catch me with my pants down. I'm going to try not to let that happen. I'm surprised it wasn't a pause there. Hmm. Listen. Some days there's a pause, some days there isn't, but yeah, that's that's pretty much how I maneuver. It don't make me on high alert though, it just make me feel it make me feel more comfortable. So the idea isn't so much is I guess what I'm trying to figure out now is is the comfort coming from being in a hood slash urban environment or amongst black people? Um, it depends. How? Because y'all love my hood niggas, so some hood niggas make me feel more at home. Some it depends on what I'm feeling. Like for the most part, sometimes I just wanna be a hood like Yeah, I just wanna be with my hood nigga friends. Like I wanna be like my best friend Rob. He ain't like no hood nigga, but he a nigga. Mm-hmm. And he does nigga shit. And I don't feel odd if I'm doing nigga shit. If I start rolling weed, I don't feel like I'm being judged. Or if I belch, I don't feel like I'm being judged. You feel what I'm saying? But that doesn't happen with all black people. Like, that. that's that's more so because of who he is. He's a nigga. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. He's a stand-up man as well. But in relation to my friends, like, that's my nigga friends. So I can be my nigga self with him. Can we define what a nigga self and nigga friend is? Because no, we can't. You can't. No, there is no definition. So I fit the definition of these niggas. No, you know you don't fit no definition of nobody's nigga. <laughs> you my white friend. I feel a certain type of way about that, cause <laughs> I'm talking to your ass. Don't you know it? Well, I think I'd have... How am I the white friend? You're my ambiguous black friend. How the fuck am I ambiguous? Do I look like I'm mixed? Yeah. How, Sway? How? You you look like you could be a Dominican nigga. Just because I have a big forehead does not mean I look anything like a Dominican. Anyways. <laughs> okay. So let's... Definitely for the nigga that's all of that is how you receive it though certain things I'm not I decided I'm not going to try to define and make people understand that's just how you understand and I actually literally just told my sister I'm going to put on a shirt um believe what you want but I probably said it though because I'm tired of trying to get people to understand what I mean or what I could possibly mean and have people try to turn what I mean into something that is not at all what I was saying so it's just alright well however you feel a nigga friend is is what a nigga friend is someone that makes you feel comfortable then that's what a nigga friend is so with that segment over 
Um, <laughs> so instead of doing recommendations for the people, we're giving recommendations to each other. So, do you have a recommendation for the next episode? Mm, not really, because I just kind of just flowing through. So I feel like you should just float through too, because there's really ain't shit else to do. But I have options for you. I have three options. I can give you an animated one, a foreign one, or else something that came out recently. You decide because there's suggestions. True. Like you know, I still got no guarantee that I'm gonna watch it, and I'm not even gonna make a promise or put my name to it. But I'll hear what you got to say. And I'll give it a uh, read-through on Wikipedia and then go from there. I'll give you the French film Emily that came out sometime in the earlier mid-2000s. How do I say hmm? What is that about? I'm going to give it. Much for, well, I ain't going to say I don't care much for French people, but I ain't never really had a reason to care much for French people. It's adorable, though. I don't have a reason to care much for people named Emily because she sounds like <laughs> Uh, it is a white, mostly movie. Um, Emily, according to the Google summary, Emily is a fanciful comedy about a young woman who discreetly orchestrates the lives of people around her, creating a world exclusively of her own making. Hmm. Does it come in book form? Hmm? Does it come in book form? Um, was this based off of a book? This might have been based off of a book. It sound like from it sound like um sound like um what you call it? One of them books by um what's that bitch name? <laughs> we did uh something blue. Something old something something. it had that girl and Justin Timberlake in it. No. Justin Timberlake wasn't in it. But it was a good book. And then she had Emily Griffin. Griffith, something like that is the author's name. Emily Griffith. This sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. I read like a couple of her books too. Emily Griffith. Just yeah, Emily Griffith. Giffen. Excuse me. There's no R. So yeah, she's the author and she wrote what was the book that it was? It was a book that turned into a movie. I want to say it was something blue. It's going to drive me crazy. Because that that would be a good movie for you to watch, too. It was all like lovey-dovey and white people and shit. I love lovey-dovey stuff. You said... I know you love white people, too. Some of the kids I grew up mostly around them. Leave me alone. White people aren't that bad. You don't even know. My mom. But you know, like when you read for me as when I read, like and then I learn different things and then I go back and revisit shit. Like now, something borrowed. That's what it was. Something borrowed. Yeah, something borrowed was the first movie, and then it, something blue was the the sequel. But something borrowed, the movie was good, but the sequel movie was bad. Did I watch this? You pulled it up already? Oh, yeah. My second screen has all of what we're talking about. Kate Hudson. 
These are people I haven't seen in years. Yeah, it was Kate Hudson. It was cute little rom-com. But the book was better. I, the book is always better. I struggle with reading, so we're not going to even try that. Yeah, I'm not going to hold you. This book that I've been trying to read, um, In My Father's House by um, Ernest Gaines, it has been a slow read, and these chapters are fucking 40 pages long. I'm not a fan of a long chapter. That I don't like that. Bitch, I've been reading this book for like two months, and I'm on chapter 10. <laughs> like, I'm not a fan of that. And it's not, it's not even that it's a hard read. It's just like, I don't know the story. Like, as long as I've been reading, I've only covered like a two days worth of shit that's happened. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's making it hard for me to get through it. Like, and I'm really trying to get through it because the next book on my list is, um, what is it, The Women of Brewster Street? Oh, and that I'm movie with Oprah. Huh? The movie that Oprah and them adapted? Yeah, but I don't think I've seen the movie. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm like, I rented it from the um, library, but now the library closed, so I can't return or exchange anything so I'm like fuck it I might as well make sure I read it before I take it back do you still have to pay late fees I never pay late fees oh okay I see why they just be like did you just like bitch this north did you bring it back we appreciate you for that alone (laughs) 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 yeah you brought it back three months late but you brought it back Thank you. That's less paperwork for us. So I, that's what I'm guessing. And it sucks too, like being in um, being a North resident and having like it's a gift and a curse. Let me say it's a gift because like the main North, like being as though you're in North, your your audience is geared toward like black people basically, like black and brown people. So a lot of the books that I'm looking to read now in the space that I'm in, you know, I like stuff that takes place in like you know civil rights era. And, you know, I like black people and shit like that. And then because I'm in the hood, like outside of those type of books, which most niggas don't read, you know, they check them out in high school a little bit for like a project or whatever. And they probably don't ever return them. So it's like they certain books they have and then certain books like The Miseducation of the Negro. I think I had to look a little hard for that one because, you know, niggas don't return shit. Um, No. What is it? The New Jim Crow? Is that the movie? That the, the book, the new Jim Crow, I buy that blackly. I can't remember her name though. But you know which book I'm talking about, right? Yeah, she was on Bill yeah. Meyer's show. I was trying to get, I was trying to get that for a minute, but some, you know, black, you know, up person want to be learning more and shit, saying so check the book out, but they ain't never brought the book back. So that shit hurt my heart. So you know, I try to return shit, <laughs> but then like if I want to check out the Alchemist. Or the four agreements or something like that again. Niggas don't read that shit in the hood. So it's always there. You know what I'm saying? Hold up, so is the book that I got something borrowed from the library? That's a personal. Oh. Which one of these days you'll get back whenever I can actually see you again? Yeah, no, I ain't tripping. Um, motherfucking, I'm always renting books out. I fucking, wasn't, uh, little Timmy, uh, Dre from, uh, Power. You ain't watched Power, did you? I watched, like, the first season. I know it's featuring Ghost and his wife. His wife is cheating on him with the driver. 
He's well, cheating yeah, on. I don't, I don't, I didn't give a fuck about it like that. One of the characters up there used to be in my writing, um, my writing group or whatever, and I loaned him a book, and the game never got it back. And I told him, I was like, if I don't get this back, just know when you make it. Hmm. Oh, bitch, you made it. Got a nice little African girlfriend too. I'm gonna need my twelve ninety nine. Matter of fact, you can buy me a hard copy. Buy me the hard copy. I don't even want the soft cover. You got it. And I want the kind with the cover that come off. Like, don't just buy me the hard one. I want the one that you got to take it off and put it to the side so it look nice when you read. Do you have a library? Who, me? Yeah, like in your home. No, I just got books spread out everywhere. Oh. Yeah, no. I plan on... Well, yeah, I just got books spread out everywhere. That's one of the things, like, when I get when I get the house that I want, the one that I want, not the one that I got to, you know, think about for the kids and shit like that, <laughs> but the one that I want. I'll probably have me a banging-ass library, because I'm old school like that. I don't like, I don't like reading books on the, um, thing. I don't like niggas' eyes don't be hurting. They be like, yeah, I just read it on my phone. I'm like, nigga, I'm on my phone enough. Your eyes don't be hurting, bruh. Sends me to bed early. Okay. So, quote for the episode, do you have one prepared? Um, Be me to go first? Yeah, I don't ever have nothing prepared. I don't even know why you'd be asking me. You know, I'm not going to lower my expectations of you just because in the past you didn't have it. I mean, and it says a great deal about the future. No, because one day you could have it. I'd be surprised. I, I'd rather be surprised than disappointed. I hear you. You hold on to that surprise. <laughs> so, my quote comes from an anime called Orari... I can't pronounce this for the life of me. Orari Manokatari. So, the quote is, Most people are eager to correct mistakes more than doing the right thing. Most people are eager to correct mistakes. Oh, that is a good one. That's very true. Instead of just doing what you should have been doing in the first place. No, you know, I'm cool. Okay, I'm okay with the mistakes. Fucking AJ ass. That's AJ. That's AJ all the way. That should be like, bro, just do it the first time so you don't have to do it again. No, I'm okay with having to do it again. Like, nigga, no. She just wants to get it out the way for now. No, she don't. She, hmm, oops, uh, cause, hmm. Like, we don't see each other too often. She be in her little Minecraft room, but when I do see her, and she just be like, bro, all right, I'm looking for something. How deep is she into this Minecraft thing? She fuck with Minecraft, heavy. But she could only play it for two hours before she got to start paying for time. After two hours, it locks, and in order for her to unlock it, she got to do, like, schoolwork and shit. So lately, her thing has been like, no, I don't want to do it. She'll throw attitude or whatever, and then she'll sit there for, like, like three hours. And be like, you know what? I'm going to do some work. But then she'll go in her workbook and try to rip the pages out and then rip that shit down the diagonal way, talking about some, well, here's my work, mommy. Like, no, nigga, that's three problems. You owe me a whole two pages. What is this? What's this app that you use that locks her iPad? 
Hmm? What's oh, just screen. I just said the screen time volumes. So, during the week, well, I usually just let her have her time now because me in quarantine ain't nothing that she can really do. But on during regular time, she would it locks up at nine thirty completely, and she could just like watch her Netflix until the weekend. The weekends it don't lock. Then I just put the alarm and tell her to come to bed. This is interesting because I don't understand because I have one of those for my job but I don't play with the is that a parental control function or just a regular thing um a little bit of both with the screen time like it's, it's under the screen time um function tab thing but yeah it's it could be like just to set the limits like say you don't want to you know be doing something for more than because it's not necessarily uh, for adults. It's not necessarily um, settings just to keep kids out, but it's effective. Basically, you gotta have a time, um, a password and shit. It could be used to like just set limits for yourself, but more so, it's really great to say fuck these kids at not thirty. <laughs> All right, you got a quote or you just want to wrap it up? Oh, quote, yeah. Um, all of you thought wrong. Mm, yeah, I don't know, that's a little bit too wrong. Uh, yeah, no, nah, be with God, you know, take your vitamins. That's my quote. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, because I ain't going to hold y'all up trying to find something I ain't prepared, and that's just how I live my life. She's prepared. She still comes with the funny. Yeah, someday. I got cramps today. I'm just, yeah. It's fucking... This is Sparta in my uterus right now, so... Getting all that I can give you. Giving you the best that I've got. Baby! <laughs> there had to be a musical number in there somewhere. Well, it wouldn't be me if it weren't. I'm hungry again. No, I'm thinking of Caught Up in the Rapture. Well, that's a whole different song. <laughs> I don't even know which one I took. I just know. You did giving you the best that I got. Giving you the best that I got. Alright. Ow. Um, <laughs> so... This has been another episode of Getting Ignorant with It. <laughs> yeah, you can find me at Shana Nicole One on Instagram and on Twitter. And um yeah. I don't be doing shit though. I don't even really post much no more. It's oh, I, I played that prank with my daughter. You can find that there. That was fucking hilarious. That was on Facebook, right? Or was it on Instagram? It's just on Facebook and on Instagram. He that was just disgusting. <laughs> if it was any other kid, I think they would have smacked you. I would have smacked me. <laughs> you know, when she looked at me, she squinted a little bit like, are you serious? Like, like nigga, you talk about my draws all the time telling me I need to do better and this is what you do? Wow, fam, that's crazy. <sighs> and oh, I'm... That was the highlight of my quarantine. It's a damn shame. And I'm Mariella of whatever I look on Instagram, Twitter.
Twitter, Facebook. Do I have others? Probably, but I don't touch them anymore. So. Neglect. Hmm? I said, oof, neglect. Baby. Black Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And yay for the last two episodes, both hitting, I think, 500 listens. Say what? Yeah. No way. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Coronavirus hole and um, have you been to any good quarantine parties? Are both over five hundred? Oh, I guess fucking uh, what's that? Strategic marketing. (laughs) 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 What? They like what? They talking about the COVID? It probably doesn't help that I named them that, but you don't. But you let me name things. Has on on some of those about like going out about COVID. Hmm? Because if that tasting good, I want those to hit not, hit big numbers if I'm telling people to sit the fuck down. Yep, the last one is actually at 587 listens, or 587 plays. What? Mm-hmm. Everything's over Ooh, 100 now. Us. Uh, yeah, everything's over 145, over 150. Who is listening to us? What is wrong with people? I mean, you should I, definitely listen to us because me, hello, but <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all like us? What? Y'all be listening? That, that, that's just you, bruh. You just put it on all your devices and then go to sleep. That's what that is. I need wow. you to stop downplaying yourself, bruh. Wow, yeah, it must have definitely been you putting that quarantine whatever well shit if I would have known they like that type of content I could have just been up here yelling at them for all of these weeks <laughs> this is... out. stay in the house I can say that a million different times stay your ass in the house where is you going you going to the front door mail came already I checked it get the fucking house which That's reminds crazy. me I feel the need to ask are we ever going to get a Woo Child episode oh yeah you are but let me tell you about the hold up on that one so, sis came to me and was like, nah, fuck your little podcast. I ain't trying to do that shit. Wow. <laughs> like, I had to, like, I had to call in and everything. Like, I was really hurt. Like, I had to take a moment. I had to go for a drive. Bitch was crying. I was pissed. Like, I was really upset. And it was one of those situations, like, yo, everybody, like, when I, like, the last projects, the last couple projects I was trying to put together, like, everybody waited till I was right there and then just was like, yeah, I don't want to do this shit. And I was like, now you? And I'm like, the good thing about them is I could say fuck them. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I could be petty to them and, it, and, and it'd be like light work petty. Like, you know what? Oh, you don't want to do it with me. I did all of this work. You know what? Kiss my ass. I'm still your friend, but kiss my ass. I'll be your friend sometime. <laughs> the way my petty work, when she said no, bitch, I wanted to say, well, who the fuck gonna give you dinner tonight? Because <laughs> I was mad. But... She came around and, you know, she's been asking to do it. And that's now now I'm like, because it was one of those, like, just because you asked, like, I'm not going to say yeah, because like I really was, you know, getting everything together and whatnot. You really played me out. So I'm just waiting for her to be a little more antsy. To, you know I mean, she be coming to me like, mommy, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. Remember in the show? But I'm waiting for her to say something else to her dad. And then I know for real she's sorry. 
baby talking about me in her text message thread. And so she's been talking about wanting to, wanting to do it again. And he's like, I know, baby, but you hurt your mom. You spilling, so you got to you gotta show her that you're sorry and then she'll work with you again. You know, like that and shit. Yeah, yeah so sis, sis pulled out on me. Pause. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she said she wanted. She said she back on board, so we probably try to try to do it. But um, yeah, she tried to play me, bro. So I say, you gotta fuck these kids sometimes. Not you gotta fuck these kids, but fuck these kids. Like, <laughs> real talk, bro. You gotta, you know, you gotta clarify that because I don't want nobody coming up. Like Sean said, she be fucking kids. No, she don't. She don't even like them little motherfuckers. What are you talking about? No. So I had to clarify that. But then, like I said, you can only say things like, man, fuck them kids if you actually taking care of them kids. Now, if you're a deadbeat, you can't say fuck them kids because you really have shown it's fuck them kids. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah, right now, it's still a little bit fuck them kids. But yeah, so hopefully we get an episode soon. I'm hoping hopefully. so. Because that little clip of her quote unquote talking spicy was tickling the hell out of me. Oh, honey. And she, like I said, that... Whew, she had so much to say in that one. So, and then that was before she actually, she had an understanding, but her understanding of it is now like extremely deep. So, I'm pretty sure the conversation would give more, um, you know, more in depth with it. Like, we'll be able to actually like enjoy and really throw things back and forth. But yeah, no, nah, right now it's just still a little bit, still a little bit on my bad side. Still a little bit fuck these kids, but it's gonna come eventually. Hopefully. Fingers crossed that it'll come before the corona is over. Listen, listen. She better not like if I if I say all right, we're gonna go through with this, I wanna be able to be consistent with her, but you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. Maybe she 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 been talking to her iPad as if she'd been recording. Actually, I'm not even gonna say that. I'm not even gonna say that. She has literally been voice recording in her iPad. Hey guys, it's me, AJ. I'm here with mommy. She's got an attitude because I won't get in the shower. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> and I repeat that she was doing that. So I had to kind of like, you know, start watching what I'm saying. Just in me walking to the kitchen and talking shit. Like I had to start watching because she'd be, you know, she'd be recording for her show. So, um. So. They got no platform yet, so gotta make sure that don't happen because I don't know what the hell my business she be trying to. With that, I definitely know what the title of this episode gonna be. <laughs> what? <laughs> the way my petty work. Shit. <laughs> you got a whole episode right there. <laughs> you ain't never. The way my petty work with my kids? Please. The motherfuckers will tell you, like, bro. Come on, Shonda, not today. Like, that's what my son be saying. Just, come on, Shonda, not today, bro. Not today. I'd be like, what? Say, say it. Come on, Sean. Come on now. Not today. Just come on. Give me a hand. Let's cross the street. <laughs> we definitely the way my petty set up. Mm. Petty while parenting. That's different. Like it's a different level of petty. But I'm gonna save that for my parenting audience because it ain't it ain't a guarantee that all 587 of y'all niggas got kids. <laughs> Who that? Out. You know, it's just us. It's us and our 587 friends, you know. 
587 friends. Who got that many friends? Shit, I got I got a lot of people that I know on Facebook, and I know a lot of them. I, like, I, it's like I know a lot of people, but it's like I know I know them because, like, me and my sister got, like, I think we got, like, 500-plus mutual friends, which is odd, ain't it? Yeah, because y'all got a good age gap there. Exactly. Exactly. It's so weird. I said that. Like, we're a good nine years apart. So weird. Hold up. Your sister's nine years older than you? Mm-hmm. Which I thought she was. She don't look nine years I thought she was, like, three or four. Yeah, no. It's funny. Like, we, be, we get the in-between. So, if you just see us, most people, when they see us, they think, um, they think, well, now that I'm older and I'm visibly older, they used to think that I was her daughter. So, then, and then the way she took care of me, yeah, they used to think I was her daughter. And then now that I have AJ, they know, like, they'll either think AJ's her daughter, but they'll be able to identify me as her sister. But now the question is, oh, okay, so who's oldest? And I'm like, okay. But it fucks me up because, like, I mean, I'm looking hit right now, but I don't look old. And, and she don't. She looks really good for her age. But to the point where we got certain people that we bowl with who's younger than her, who we just found out is younger than her. And we both sit here like, bitch, I thought he had you by a good 10. Like, so, yeah. I think it's more so, though, um, one, black don't crack. And then do the way she carries herself. She doesn't carry herself as someone. She carries herself in a mature manner, but she doesn't carry herself in an old manner. Oh, she's always jovial when I speak to her. Yeah, like she don't, she, she, she always ready to goof around a little bit. She could be serious when she want to be, but for the most part, like she, she don't act like she'll be full. No, she turned 40 this year. How old am I? 31? Yeah, so she turned 40 last year. And you don't... I don't get 40 from her at all. Like, I don't... I don't I'm still trying to process that she is 40. Right, exactly. Exactly, I don't get 40 from her at all. And I know some other people who are 40, and I'd be like... I be looking at them like, dang, you only nine years older than me. <laughs> like, thought you was way older than me. Damn, I'm getting old. Mm, if you, I, you know, I gotta, my thirties got to be dumb lit because I'm pushing forty. I mean, it's starting off good. Motherfucking coronavirus. Fuck the corona. You got on stage before this hit. That meant your 30s was starting off. Like, how long before we could do that again? Like, I'm ready. Like, I got all of this stuff that I'm ready to talk about. I, I see myself. I envision it. Like, I'm just flowing through these sets. Like, oh, everything is just waiting for the opportunity to say, hey, bitch, outside is open. When is outside going to be open again, bruh? Um, June, July, because they're talking about mid-June being when movie theaters can open. If they can open, so can clubs and all that. But then you get to the point where it's like, I don't want to just be local, though. I want to I wanna share my I want to share my laughs with everybody. I want people to be like, yo, we got this spot out in motherfucking Texas. 
Can you make it? Sure, bitch. I can. Let me grab a mask in 95. <laughs> the stars are bright. Maybe in the heart of Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. We keep trying to end this thing and we keep end up talking about other shit. Stop talking to me. <laughs> I have things that I'm trying to do right now, like eat these motherfucking chocolate cookies, okay? I need to. Or in quarantine, things to tend to. I just gotta fry these fake meat things up for dinner. Fake meat? It's um, that Beyond Beef stuff. They have meat crumbles that aren't meat at all, but it tastes good. What's you, vegan? You doing vegan things now? This is the wrong time to pick veganists. No, I, I don't eat I don't cook meat. I eat meat if somebody else cooks it, but I don't cook it no more. That's fair. That's how I am with pork. I don't cook pork. I'll eat it, though. I'll eat that motherfucker in a heartbeat, especially if my sister frying up some bacon, because that should be rocking. I won't cook it. If I buy anything, it'll be like turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. I use uh, smoked turkey necks in my greens. I don't use pork neck. Well, whatever pork pieces you're supposed to use in collard greens, I don't use those. Turkey nets. I'm still trying to understand that, but you know, do what you need to do. Understand what? I never understood what what the taste of a turkey's neck be. Bruh. Bruh. You get you a smoked turkey neck, you put that in the thing, you cook that down, let that water just cook it in that water. For me, I season up my water. Season up, yep, let it cook down. Then I add my greens in there, put a little more water, season them up. And then by then that shit's all nice and tender, so it just strips down. It just tastes like seasoned smoked meat with the collard green. Like you once it's so once it's like um what's that shit called? Tender and stuff, you kind of just pull it off of the turkey neck and then I take the turkey neck out and throw it out because when I, I don't like interruptions. Like I ain't trying to like I'm not, I'm not a fan of dealing with that part. So I try to get all the meat off, like underwater, so I don't even have to look at it. And I just kind of scoop it up, put it in a plastic bag, throw it out because I don't want to look at it. But should be rocking. It just tastes like smoked meat. I feel like we talk about food so much that I have yet to try if your cooking is as good as you make it sound. I don't be trying to make it sound good. I come out and openly say I can't cook. And I like being open and honest and saying I can't cook because that puts the expectations down, way down. Like, it'd be like, oh, no, I don't even want you to cook for me because you can't cook. And I'd be like, word. And then when I cook something, I'd be like, yo, you want to play? They'd be like, nah, because you can't cook. I'd be like, word. <laughs> but, you, <laughs> but you do know that you can't bake, though. Yeah, no, I can cook. I can cook things. It's just, I, that's not, I don't be enjoying cooking. I'm not that person. I'd rather build things. I'm not, I don't want to be in the kitchen. Like, if I'm in the kitchen cooking, that means that I'm stressed about something, typically. Either I'm dumb high or I'm dumb stressed about something. But just to be cooking, that's not my happy place. So, but if, if I want something, like, if I wanted, um, when I'll be wanting some Jamaican uh, stewed chicken and rice and beans, okay, I'm going to cook that now. Like, I had to learn how to make it, but... I'll make it. It's good to me. It's going it's to check off my boxes. You know what I'm saying? Pause. But <laughs> out of that, like, I, I don't, I don't, people are, let me try your cooking. Listen, my kids don't even like my cooking. So 
But then again, they don't like anything. So I don't take it personal. So I think my tell is my dad and my aunt. My sister, she iffy with her taste buds. Like she'll like something, but she don't like anything spicy. Like I made this uh rice, <clears throat> this chicken and rice the other day. She was rocking. But I put a little bit um too much curry powder in it and it was a little spicy for her. But for everybody else, it was pretty much on point. Like I like that spicy shit. But this is why we have to go to Ethiopian restaurant. No, I'm good. Why? I said, yeah, that spicy. I don't want to be mixing. See, I'm not. It's the, the sense that I smell, it don't be. It don't be like, oh, you gotta come try this. It just be like, oh, oh, there's some spices in there. But it tastes so good, and you could eat it with a Jedi. Yeah, I'm good. I don't know what that is, and I don't like the way it's making you move. <laughs> but it's so good. Uh, we've just been logging this out for a good two to three, five minutes. Guys, get your life together. I told you I have to go do quarantine things, bro. What, so much work to do right now, and you are just, just putting into my next pre nap, my pre night time. <laughs> I gotta go get ready for my long sleep. For my, my long blink. Long sleep makes it sound like you're about to die. Quarantine life feels like it. Oh, you know what? R.I.P. to anyone who's lost the, somebody that they love to this shit. And R.I.P. to anyone or, you know, condolences and hugs and all that uplifting stuff to anyone who's lost someone who couldn't handle quarantine life. Because that's, that's another thing that I'm starting to see. People really losing their shit out here being by themselves. And I mean, I understand. I get it. You know, but just stay calm. It's hard. I had a mental, I had a, what was it, a minor mental breakdown, I guess? Because this is just too much time to oneself. Mm. But then again, not to have a breakthrough, sometimes you need to have a breakdown. Definitely so. For me, I just, I don't know, I just, so I haven't felt inspired or moved to do anything. Like, I just kind of felt blah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I look at that versus what I could be experiencing, what I could be, you know, um, feeling or what I or how I could be reacting, I'm I'm grateful to just be blah. I'm grateful that that's all it could be, or that that is all it is. Because you get some people that like I don't being on Instagram scrolling through, you see like you see people being bored, you see how people are changing to find better ways to entertain themselves. And it's just like, yeah, it's a little corny for me, but or I wouldn't really see you doing that, but I guess whatever, to each his own. But I'm happy to, to just, my that my vice is just, eh, I just want to be blah. And I'm not putting too much on myself. I'm just living in my blahness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good time to, <clears throat> for the 17th time, try to wrap it up. Yeah, because I got to go right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it was nice spending time with you all. Please come back again. Yeah. All 587 of y'all. <laughs>
I'm really surprised you don't check the numbers, but I guess that's just I, me. You know what? I, I was checking them at first, and then, like, I just stopped for a minute because it, like, yeah, it just stopped for a minute because it kind of leveled out at, like, you know, around 100, and I was like, okay, I'm okay with that, and then, yeah. But, I mean, I'm not mad at it, though, you know? So, this is some stellar numbers for a lot of but fuck it, exposure is exposure, bitch. See me, hear me. Mm-hmm. Penetrating through your headphones because I know that's what you're listening on. Oh, I'm about to give him some bars. You're right, we gotta go. We gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for the last uh, and final time, <laughs> this has been Gifting Ignorance with It. I am Sharon Nicole. I'm Amari Allah. Yes. And we are who we are, and we got to go now. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.